Thomas and Friends Storytime Presents and Nutcrackers Starring Thomas, a Nutcracker and an Evil Mouse King Based on the Railway Series by the Reverend W. Audrey Created by Britt Allcroft, read by Mark Morahan and Friends This episode is brought to you by HarperCollins Children's Books Parents, make story time the best part of your day with everyone's favourite number one engine. New titles include All About Thomas and Thomas Goes on Holiday. The latest Thomas and Friends stories are available wherever children's books are sold. Each title sold separately and subject to availability. And now it's story time. This is a story about Glyn. Glyn is a very old red boiler engine. Glyn is a very unusual shape and looks a bit like a coffee pot. So everyone calls him the coffee pot engine. Glyn has a whistle that sounds like this. So let's begin our story. The Christmas Coffee Pot It was a bright winter day and a thick layer of snow had covered the island of Sodor. Everyone was busy getting ready for Christmas. Mary and the railway steam shovel had been sent to tidy an overgrown siding on Thomas's branch line. Death holds with boughs of holly, for la 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 Tis the season to be jolly, for la 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 Marion was moving some fallen tree branches when a voice suddenly cried out. Hey, be careful, you nearly hit me. The voice seemed to come from a large Christmas tree. Marion thought the tree was talking to her. Oh, Mr. Tree, I'm so sorry I nearly hit you. Are you okay? I've never met a talking tree before, not to mention a talking Christmas tree. I'm not really a talking... Don't worry, I'm not going to dig you up. Not now I know you're a real talking Christmas tree. Certainly not. No, no, no. I'll go and dig somewhere else. But... And I promise I won't bother you anymore. Just then, Marion heard Thomas and his coaches, Annie and Clarabel, coming along the branch line. Thomas! Thomas! Hello, Marion! Marion chased after Thomas. She wanted to tell him all about the talking tree. Wait! Thomas! Wait! I found something amazing! When Thomas stopped at Maithwaite Station, Marion managed to catch up to him. You won't believe what I found, Thomas. In fact, I hardly believe it myself. It's magical. It's incredible. It's... A talking Christmas tree! Annie and Clarabel giggled. <laughs> You're right, dear. <laughs> we don't believe you. <laughs> I know. You must come and have a look. Follow me. Back this way. Then the guard blew his whistle, and it was time for Thomas to leave. I'm sorry, Marion. We have passengers to deliver. Later, at Knapford Station, Thomas was telling Percy all about Marion's talking Christmas tree. Do you think Marion really saw a talking Christmas tree? I don't know, but she is funny. 
then Marion arrived. She could hear the other engines were talking about her. I know you all think I imagined my talking Christmas tree, but I've come to see someone who I know will listen to me. The Fat Controller. Thomas could see that Marion was very sure about the talking tree. Maybe Marion really did find something. So Thomas decided to go and look for the tree himself. When Thomas reached the siding, his driver and fireman cleared away some overgrown branches. Then suddenly Thomas saw what Marion had found. It was a very old, rusty red engine with the number one painted on his side. Thomas recognised the engine straight away. Oh, you're the coffee pot engine I replaced all those years ago. But you were on a siding near Farquhar Station last time I saw you. I was shunted here, there and everywhere before everyone finally forgot about me. Explain the engine. I'm sorry I forgot you. <sighs> Glenn. My name's Glenn. And you're Thomas, aren't you? How are you doing on my old branch line? <laughs> Fine, thank you, Glenn. Oh, yes. Being useful always makes an engine feel good. Glenn wished he could be really useful again. Then Percy arrived. Percy, meet Marion's talking Christmas tree. This is Glenn, the coffee pot engine who used to run my branch line. Nice to meet you, Glenn. Guess what, Thomas? Marion's bringing the fat controller here right now. Glenn looked worried. Oh, dear. Once he sees I'm in the way on these sidings, then he'll have to move me again. Oh, to the scrapyard, I expect. No! no! He can't! Thomas and Percy knew they needed to find a way to save Glenn from the scrapyard. A little while later, Marion arrived back at the siding with the fat controller. Mr Talking Christmas Tree, I'm back! But nobody answered. Oh, he was here, sir. He was. I was talking to him. The fat controller didn't believe Marion's story about the talking tree either. I suppose this means your magic tree can walk as well as talk, Marion. The fat controller chuckled. Meanwhile, Thomas and Percy had taken Glyn to an old goods yard where they hid him inside an empty shed. Phew! Oh, I think we moved you just in time, Glyn. You'll be safe now. But Glyn didn't feel very safe. Thank you both, but you don't have to do this. The fat controller will find me eventually, and then... Oh. Thomas and Percy left Glyn at the goods yard. But later that night... They were still worrying about what might happen to him. Do you think Glyn will really be scrapped when the Fat Controller finds him? I hope not. But how useful can an engine as old as Glyn be? Then Percy remembered Stephen. Stephen was one of the first engines ever built. Stephen worked for the Earl of Sodor, taking visitors around the Earl's castle. Well, Stephen's even older than Glyn. And he's still working up at Olstead Castle. Then an idea flew into Thomas's funnel. Percy, you're brilliant. I am. 
The next morning, Thomas headed back to the goods yard. But this time, he brought the Earl of Sodor with him. The Earl was very pleased to meet Glyn, the old coffeepot engine. Oh, Thomas, you were right. This is a very special engine indeed. The Earl quickly arranged for Glyn to be taken to the Sodor Steamworks to be restored. And later, Thomas and Percy went to see how Glyn was getting along. Glyn had been cleaned and painted and his rusty wheels had been polished. He looked very smart. Then the fat controller arrived. Hello, Thomas. Thomas and Percy were worried that the fat controller had come to take Glyn to the scrapyard. How did you know we were here, sir? Oh, because the Earl kindly called to ask my permission to have Glyn restored. And I must say, I think it's a marvellous idea. I'm only sorry I didn't think of it myself. <gasps> so you're not going to scrap Mr Coffeepot after all? Of course not, Percy. And when you're fully restored and ready, Glyn... I hope you'll be happy to take me to the Earl's Christmas party. <gasps> of course, sir. It'll be just like old times. So on Christmas Eve, Glyn brought the fat controller to Ulstead Castle. I must say, Glyn, you look as splendid as the day I built you. Thank you, sir. I feel it. All the engines were at the castle to greet them. The Earl stepped forward to make a speech. Welcome to Ulstead Castle, Glyn. And thank you, Thomas, for rescuing our Christmas coffee pot. Another engine working here at the castle is the best present I could have wished for. Merry Christmas, one and all. Glyn was very happy. Now he could be a really useful engine again. Merry Christmas! The end. This episode is brought to you by Milkshake. Watch Thomas and Friends every morning on Milkshake and also stream the series on My5 for more exciting adventures. It was the night before Christmas on the island of Sodor and all the engines were getting very excited. Everyone had gathered in the town square for the switching on of the lights on the grand Christmas tree. Tis the season to be jolly, fa-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la. <laughs> oh, I do love a good sing-song at Christmas, Percy. It makes me feel like I'm lighter than air. The Christmas tree was covered with giant shiny decorations, gingerbread and candy canes. And there was a shiny fairy sitting on the top. Standing next to the tree was a tall wooden soldier with long white hair, a black moustache and a wide mouth full of teeth. What a funny-looking soldier that is, Percy. That's a nutcracker, Thomas. They're meant to bring good luck, added Nia at which the tree lights were switched on and everyone let out a big cheer. <laughs> Later, Thomas was settling down in his warm and cosy shed. 
The sheds at Tidmouth had been decorated with Christmas stockings and twinkling fairy lights. It felt very magical. The town clock chimed midnight and the distant bells made Thomas feel very sleepy. As he closed his eyes, Thomas thought again of the strange-looking wooden soldier with the wide mouth full of teeth. When suddenly... Quick! We've no time to lose! Thomas's eyes snapped open. Thomas looked behind him and saw the nutcracker in his cab. The sugar plum fairy is in great danger and we must go immediately to save her. The nutcracker pulled hard on Thomas's whistle. And Thomas raced away along the tracks until suddenly his wheels left the ground as if he was lighter than air. They soon flew into a snowstorm Although it wasn't real snow It was icing sugar And when they came out on the other side They were in a new place Thomas had never seen before Look! Hills made of apple pie Chocolate brownies And donuts And forests made from marshmallows What is this place? It is the land of sweets. Set us down over there. The nutcracker pointed to a castle made from cheesecake. Thomas flew over the walls and landed in the courtyard between a pile of bubblegum bricks and a large stack of gobstoppers. The nutcracker jumped down from Thomas's cab just as the sugar plum fairy appeared. Your Highness, this is my friend, Thomas. He's helped me come to warn you. I have word that... Oh, no! It's too late! Suddenly, out of the marshmallow forest came an army of mice, led by a large mouse wearing a crown, the evil Mouse King. I am the Mouse King, and I am very, very evil and hungry. Now let's go eat that castle! The mice army charged forward, eager to fill their bellies. Quick, to the battle stations! Gingerbread soldiers took to the castle walls, where they fired lollipops from candy cannons. But the mice were too many in number. They started to climb the castle walls, taking great mouthfuls as they went. The nutcracker and gingerbread soldiers drew their candy canes to fend the mice off. Take that, you greedy castle munchers! Several mice reached the open castle doorway. Thinking quickly, Thomas charged into the stack of gobstoppers, shunting them forward like bowling balls. The mice saw them coming, but it was too late. Strike! said Thomas triumphantly, as they were all sent flying. The Mouse King climbed over the castle wall and came face to face with the Nutcracker. That's far enough! Isn't your big belly full already? Hardly. I've barely started. <laughs> <laughs> 
squeaked the Mouse King, wiping cheesecake from his whiskers. The Nutcracker leapt at the Mouse King, who drew his own candy cane. They dueled on the parapet. But the Mouse King was too big and heavy for the Nutcracker, whose candy cane snapped in two. Now it was the Mouse King's turn to come at the Nutcracker. He managed to kick over a jar of sticky toffee. But the Mouse King leapt to one side. <laughs> Thomas thought quickly again. Fill my firebox with that bubble gum. Thomas puffed out his cheeks and blew. <gasps> and blew. And from his funnel came the largest pink bubble. With a quick shove, he launched it upwards. The Mouse King cornered the Nutcracker. When suddenly... <coughs> he was trapped inside the bubble. Hey, let me out! The bubble stretched in all directions as the Mouse King tried to break free. And for a moment it seemed as if he would be trapped inside forever. But then the bubble burst. The Mouse King jumped free, but landed straight in the sticky toffee. <laughs> That's really sticky. The Sugar Plum Fairy waved her wand, and an icy wind blew through the castle, freezing the toffee and making it go rock hard. Hey, I'm stuck! I can't move! Help! Help! The Mice Army, seeing their leader had been captured, decided to head back to their forest. We never liked cheesecake anyway. Come on, let's eat some more marshmallows! <laughs> and they were never seen or heard of again. The gingerbread soldiers rejoiced. Free cheese for Thomas and the Nutcracker! Hip, hip! Hooray! Hip, hip! Hooray! Hip, hip! Hooray! The Sugar Plum Fairy joined them all in the courtyard. Thank you, Thomas. Your quick thinking helped save my castle. I was only being really useful, Your Highness. Indeed you were. That naughty Mouse King could learn a thing or two from you. I am a Mouse King and I am very, very evil. <laughs> Let me out at once. What will happen to him? He shall stay where he is until he says he is sorry and promises to be a good king. And you, Thomas, you must return home. You wouldn't want to miss Christmas morning now, would you? <laughs> and with that, Thomas said his goodbyes. And once again took to the sky, flying all the way back to Tidmouth Sheds, where he settled back into his bed and fell into a deep sleep. In the morning, Thomas woke to great excitement. Wow! Oh, I love it! Thomas opened his shed door and saw Sodor was covered in fresh snow. Then Percy appeared, proudly showing off his Christmas present. Thomas, Thomas, listen to my new whistle. <laughs> that is a fine whistle, Percy. What did you get? Thomas and Percy looked into Thomas's stocking and saw... A nutcracker? 
That will bring you good luck. Merry Christmas, Thomas. Percy hurried off to show the other engines his new whistle. Merry Christmas, Percy. Thomas looked at the Nutcracker and remembered his dream. And that made him feel very, very happy. And the Nutcracker, with his long white hair, black moustache and wide mouth full of teeth, stared back. And then, in a manner that no one except Thomas would notice, he winked. <gasps> the end. This episode is brought to you by Day Out with Thomas Events. Parents, get ready for a day of adventure. Day Out with Thomas is heading to a station near you. Jump on board for a train ride with Thomas, meet Sir Topham Hatt, enjoy live entertainment and so much more. Visit dayoutwiththomas.co.uk for tickets. This is a story about Reg. Reg is a cheerful yellow crane who works at the Sodor Scrapyard. When Reg picks up the scrap with his big metal claw, it sounds like this. So let's begin our story. The perfect gift. It was just before Christmas, and the island of Sodor was looking magical. A dusting of sparkly white snow covered the rooftops and fields. And there were Christmas trees and decorations everywhere. At this time of year, Percy was always extra busy delivering Christmas trees and lots of Christmas post. But this morning, Percy was doing one of his regular jobs, taking scrap to the scrapyard. When Percy arrived, Reg the scrapyard crane was busy sorting through piles of old metal and wood. Hello, Reg. Oh, hello, Percy. Brought me some lovely scrap, have you? I certainly have. Aren't I the lucky one, then? Reg loved his work. As Reg unloaded Percy's trucks, Percy looked around. The yard was full of broken, rusty machinery old furniture and scrap metal. But there wasn't a single Christmas decoration anywhere. It's a bit dark and gloomy around here, isn't it, Reg? Not really, Percy. It's no different from usual. Exactly. And this is a special time of year. When the rest of the island does look different from usual. All twinkly and lovely and... magical. Reg looked around. He was very proud of the scrapyard. <laughs> I love it here. I'm very happy. Don't you worry about me. But Percy couldn't stop worrying. He was worried that Reg was missing out on the magic of Christmas. Tidmouth sheds had been covered with twinkling lights. Workmen were busy hanging shiny decorations. Thomas was in his shed when Percy arrived. I think the sheds are going to look great. Don't you, Percy? In the middle of the yard was the biggest, most splendid-looking Christmas tree, covered with sparkling decorations. Especially that Christmas tree, said Percy excitedly. I think Christmas trees are my favourite Christmas thing of all. 
Then Percy spotted another smaller Christmas tree standing next to the sheds. Thomas, we do have an awful lot of decorations here at Tidmouth Sheds, don't we? Yes, Percy. So, do you think anyone would mind if I took that Christmas tree over there and gave it to someone else? Someone who really, really needed it because he didn't have any Christmas decorations at all? Thomas was shocked. No decorations at all? Not even a bauble. Then you should definitely take that tree and give it to your poor friend. So the next day, when Percy took the scrap to the scrapyard, he also took along the little Christmas tree as a special gift. Good morning, Reg. You're early today, Percy. I know, because as well as all this scrap, I brought you a special gift. Reg lifted the little Christmas tree from Percy's truck. But Reg didn't realise the little tree he was holding was a gift. Reg thought the tree was for recycling, so he fed the tree into the wood chipper. Sorry, what were you saying? Something about a special gift? Reg, what happened to the tree? The little tree had been turned into a pile of wood chips. Oh, old trees like that show up at the scrapyard all the time, especially at this time of year. But that was a Christmas tree. Well, soon it will be something else. Nothing goes to waste at the scrapyard, <laughs> so I'd better get on with it. Percy was determined to bring Christmas to the scrapyard. He just wasn't sure how. Later at Knapford Station, Sir Topham Hatt asked Percy to take a group of carol singers to the town square for a Christmas sing-along. And that gave Percy an idea. On the way to the town square, Percy took the carol singers to see Reg at the scrapyard. Hello again, Percy. I wasn't expecting to see you here again so soon. Not that I mind. If you've brought me some lovely scrap... I've brought you something better than that, Reg. A one, a two, a one, two, three. On the first day of Christmas, I should have said to me... As the carol singers sang, Reg listened for a while. But he had lots of work to do. So Reg soon went back to sorting scrap, which made a lot of noise. <laughs> you were supposed to be listening. I was trying to cheer you up. I'm sorry, Percy, but I'm not sure I need cheering up. And, well, to be honest, I'm really rather busy. OK. Sorry, Reg. Percy puffed away. He felt sad that Reg didn't like the Christmas singing. But Percy wasn't a giving-up kind of engine. He was still determined to make Reg's scrapyard come alive with Christmas cheer. Then Percy had another idea. That's it! I need to give Reg a Christmas present. Something he really loves. But what... Percy searched all over the island of Sodor, looking for the perfect gift for Reg. 
But no matter how hard he tried, he just couldn't think of anything. The next evening, Percy puffed slowly into the scrapyard with his trucks full of scrap metal. Reg could see that Percy was looking sad. Evening, Percy. Deary me, what's the matter? A bit down in the dumps, are you? Oh, Reg, Titmouth Sheds is all decorated and the whole island looks lovely and special. But you're stuck here, in the Sodor scrapyard. And I couldn't even think of a present to give to you. Reg smiled. He had seen something amongst the scrap in one of Percy's trucks. But Percy, you've brought me exactly what I wanted. More lovely scrap? Yes, more lovely scrap. And most particularly... Reg picked up a door from an old motor car. This is just what I need. Reg placed the car door at the bottom of a huge Christmas tree-shaped pile of scrap he had built. Then suddenly, the big scrap pile tree lit up with hundreds of sparkling fairy lights. Reg, your Christmas tree looks fantastic! Ah, I'm not done yet! Then Reg lifted a big metal star he'd made onto the top of his scrap pile tree. Now the scrapyard looked twinkly and lovely and magical for Christmas. Oh, Reg, that is amazing. I told you, nothing round here goes to waste. Now, before you go, you said something about gifts. Percy felt a little embarrassed. He didn't have a gift for Reg. Oh, yes, that... I'm so sorry, but I didn't get you. No, no. I have a gift for you. Reg had made another big metal star, especially for Percy. He carefully put the star into one of Percy's trucks. <gasps> Thanks, Reg. Well, after seeing my Christmas decorations, I thought you might feel rather left out. Merry Christmas, Percy. Thanks, Reg. Merry Christmas to you too! Thomas was waiting as Percy arrived back at Tidmouth Sheds. Thomas and Percy both smiled as they looked at Reg's big metal star, shining high up on the roof of Tidmouth Sheds. It looked very magical indeed. Merry Christmas, Percy. Merry Christmas, Thomas. Merry Christmas, everyone. The end. Listen out for other adventures with Thomas and Friends Storytime. Parents, if you like what you heard, like, review and subscribe to our channel. Tell your friends too. <coughs> Thomas and Friends is a registered trademark of Ghislaine Thomas Limited.